Happy Mother's Day, Cathedral of Faith. Happy yes. Mother's Day. <laughs> Good morning. Could we please stand to our feet as we get ready to worship this morning? Whether you're in the room or online, we are honored, all of us as children of God, to celebrate today together in our Father's house. And Zion's gonna lead us in scripture this morning. The Bible says there is no one like our God. Yes. He is a mighty warrior. He is great and greatly to be praised. So come on, Cathedral Faith. Put your hands together and let's worship. Cathedral of Faith, can you put your hands together with us like this? And can somebody be bold and alive enough to just shout hallelujah? Come on, a little bit louder, say hallelujah. always more than enough power made perfect in weakness we find it in Thank you. 
where two or three are gathered, I am there in the midst. Somebody say amen and amen. Can we one more time put our hands together and shout hallelujah in the sanctuary. Let's worship him today. could see how my whole life has changed you would see i'm no longer the same broke me from every chain i'm a child of the king amazing grace oh how sweet is the sound he changed my name and put me on higher ground this is my robe and crown I'm a child of the King, yeah. I know who I am, I know who I am. I am accepted right where I stand. Created with purpose, created to worship. Hallelujah, Somebody shout amen and amen. We love you, Cathedral of Faith. We're here to worship with you. We're here to believe. And I know that something beautiful happens in, in, the, in the places of worship like this, where we declare to God who he is, but he also 
declares to us who we are. You are a child of God today. No matter what you feel about yourself, no matter what you think you've been told about yourself, no matter what someone has said over you or you've said to yourself in the mirror, the truth is that you've been created by God and he loves you and you are his and he is yours today. May you hear that, may you know that, may you stand in confidence today. We invite you to extend your hands heavenward in this moment as we continue to worship the Lord. Father God, we just thank you, God, that your truth trumps our feelings. Your truth trumps, trumps our experiences. What you say matters, God. What you say is more real than what we feel. And I pray, Lord, that we would stand in that place today, that we would be willing to lay down the lies that we've spoken over ourselves, that we believed about ourselves, and that we would take up the robe and crown that you have for us today in the perfect work of your son, Jesus Christ, today. God, we thank you for this. And God, we take confidence today, not in our ability to stand or even say yes to you, but it's because of our God who never fails that gives us this blessed assurance inside of us. It's your strength, not ours. And I thank you for it today. We thank you for that today. And we worship a God who is undefeated. His record is spotless. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we thank you for that. And we give you glory, honor, and praise today. In Jesus' name, all of God's people shouted in this place. Amen and amen. Could you put your hands together? Somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. Come on, a little bit louder. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. you've done for the things you'll do for all you brought me from and all you'll take me to all throughout my life I have found this true that you are faithful yes. you are faithful and I'm
we praise you. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Hallelujah. All Cathedral of Faith, God is good. And all the time. Thanks so much for being here today. Those who are on site, those who are watching online, we're coming to the Lord's table in this moment. Take the elements, hold them in your hands. And we know who we are because we know whose we are. See, for me to really understand myself, to find out who I really am, I have to look beyond myself for that. I look to the God who made me. The God who made me, the God who loves me, the God who is with me, the God who's for me. And that God is present in this moment. He invites us to the table. Jesus takes hold of us at this table. We take hold of him. But the even better message is that he takes hold of us. Because his grip is stronger than my grip. Can somebody say amen to that? So Jesus, thank you that at your table today, you're present, your power is here, your grace is here, your mercy is here. And we take the bread and we receive it. And we celebrate who we are because of you. Let's eat of the bread of Christ. And Jesus, thank you for giving your life because you gave your life. We can have eternal life, purpose in life, abundant life, meaningful life, an overcoming life. And so we drink in that overcoming life today. Drink of the cup of Christ. And now I invite you. We have something at Cathedral called our affirmation of faith. Scriptures which declare who we are because of Jesus Christ. And I invite you to say it with me. Everybody, would you say it? This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. For great is our God, and greatly is he to be praised. I'm his child. I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Therefore, no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. The weapons of my warfare, they're not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of enemy strongholds. I am more than a conqueror. I am victorious because I walk by faith and not by sight. And greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, what a wonderful day to come together and worship. Would you greet two or three people before you're seated? If you don't know them, introduce yourself to them. We're part of one family, family of God. Remember me? Remember. Today is the last chance, the final countdown. It's the final countdown. For me to remind you to get your tickets to this amazing benefit concert that's happening this Tuesday right here at Cathedral of Faith. So I'm going to help you skip to the front of the line right now. All you have to do is scan this QR code in Jesus' name. Whoa, scan this QR code in Jesus' name. Say we going to make a difference and hope they won't be the same. But you got to scan this QR code in Jesus' name. Got to praise him. And don't forget, use the code CATHEDRAL to save 30% on your ticket. We'll see you Tuesday night. Well, good morning, Cathedral. What a unique opportunity we have this Tuesday night to have 10-time Grammy Award-winning vocal group Take Six to be with us. It's going to be a great night of music, entertainment, but more importantly, it's going to highlight what God is doing through our Reaching Out Food Ministry. It's a wonderful opportunity for you to invite that friend or family member that would never come through a church doors, but would come to hear some fantastic music. The event will be over by nine. So we want to fill this place up and share the good news of Jesus Christ. How many are going to, you can get your tickets in the back right after service. They'll help you order. You can go online and order it there as well. And then whatever you do, do not miss next Sunday. It's one of my favorite Sundays of the year. When people ask me, what, are the, what do you love about Cathedral? I tell them it's like 
going to heaven every week. It's a taste of heaven because we got people from all walks of life. We have people that have been born in over 50 different countries. We have Raider fans, we have 49er fans, we have Dodger fans, we have Giant fans. Come out next Sunday to celebrate the Miracle Cathedral. We got mariachi music, great food in the amphitheater right after service. Lots of, it's gonna be a power-packed time. Don't miss next Sunday. And then for all the singles in the house, we have a singles conference coming up at the end of this month. Come and connect with other cathedral singles and help learn to grow in God's purposes for your life. All the details, you can sign up on our website. And I want to encourage everyone, if you haven't already done so, download the Cathedral Faith app so you can stay connected to all the latest and greatest happenings here at Cathedral. Well, if you're new to Cathedral Faith and you haven't done so already, in the seat back in front of you, there's a connect card. Just take a moment, complete it, and uh, you can either fill out the back or you can scan the QR code. We want to know how we can best serve you and your family. So make yourself at home today because this is your father's house. And it is. It is a big day today. It's Mom's Day. It is. Can mom's we just day. give a shout out to Mom at home? Hey, Hi, mom, mom. We got the greatest mom ever. Yes, we do. We, we do. Love we you, do. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It is an exciting day. In just a moment, we want to honor all the moms. Before I do that, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to the Cathedral family, all those who week after week, your, your support, your financial support that helps us to do what we're able to do, both here in the Bay Area, around the world. There's so many ways you can give. You can give through the app. Uh, you can give online. You can give by texting, or you can give on your way out. But thank you so much for standing with us, believing that we're going to see God do some amazing things in the Bay Area. Can somebody say amen to that? That's what we're believing for. And today is Mother's Day, and so I'm going to invite all of the moms we want to honor you. If you would stand, please, wherever you're at. Go ahead and stand. Yeah. How about a big hand for all the moms? Just remain standing, if you would, because we want to speak a blessing over you. I, I saw this one comic, and there's a little boy and a little girl, and they're talking. And the boy says, see, I told you. And the little girl says, so that's how she does it. She's got that superwoman cape on. We want to say thank you. We want to honor you on this special day, how you've modeled. You know, God sometimes talks about himself in this way, that he's like a mother bear. Do we have any mama bears in the house? Yeah, protects their kids. Or that God is like a mother eagle and who is teaching those children to fly. And then in one place, it talks about God's care for us, that as a mother comforts her child, the prophet Isaiah says, so I will comfort you and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. So thank you for modeling that, modeling the character of God to us. And we want to speak a blessing over you. I've asked Pastor Irene to come and join me. And Pastor Irene, let's extend our hands toward all the moms today and speak blessing over their lives. God, I thank you for every mother that is here and those that are watching. I thank you, Lord, that you will renew their strength, that they will mount up with wings like eagles that according to your word, they shall run and not grow weary, that they shall walk and not be faint. And I thank you for the uniqueness and the grace that each one is fearfully and wonderfully made. I pray a blessing on them mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I pray that you would guard them, direct them. Thank you, God, for the blessing that they are. But in this moment, we pray a blessing from you to them. May you hear their prayers. May you teach us how to pray. May you do what only you can do in their lives. We love you, we bless you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we all pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Again, thank you to all the moms. You can be seated. Now, don't get mad at me, but I'm going to ask you to stand up one more time, everybody. This is actually good because when you go to Mother's Day brunch, you're burning calories right now. You're earning that brunch. So we're on our way. Because our guests for the day, we are so blessed at Cathedral of Faith. Um, one of the ways God's been very good to us is the people that come and invest in our church family. And today we have Sheila Walsh and her husband Billy is with us. And they are amazing people. 
buried. They're amazing people, just wonderful people. And uh, Sheila, she's a best-selling author. Uh, she's hosted television. She's now on TBN. Uh, she's a best-selling, uh, well, she's a Grammy-nominated artist. On and on the list goes, most of all, her and her husband are just genuine, authentic people. Just wonderful to be around. You know, and the more I'm around them, the more I want to be around them. And so I want you to give Sheila Walsh, they're here on Mother's Day. Would you give them a great big Cathedral of Faith? San Jose, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, Cathedral of Faith. Woo! It is so good to be in the house of the Lord today. And Father, we just, we bless your holy name. The fact that we get to gather together freely where so many places around the world, that's not possible. Where so many people have to worship in, in quiet places, in silent places, where they put their lives on the line because they love you. And yet here we are, Lord, in your presence. And we bless you and we invite you, Holy Spirit, to do what only you can do. I bring the loaves and the fishes of whatever you've given me, but I offer it up to you so that you would bless and you would feed your people in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen, amen. amen. You may be seated. What a joy it is to be with you. And I have to say, Pastor Ken, you are just, you know, I have the honor and the privilege of traveling all around the world and meeting so many pastors and men and women that God is using around the world. But from the first time that I met you, I knew there was a special touch of God on your life. And I know that when COVID hit, and this being, you know, California, I knew it was going to be harder here. You know, in Texas, we were just like, you know, I think we wore our masks for about 12 days and then we thought, oh, forget that. <laughs> but I know it's harder in California. And so I'm sure you have been through things that most of your family here don't, are not even aware of. But you remained faithful and you stood when you wanted to sit down and you took the next step when you wanted to take the step backwards. And I believe that God is gonna honor your faith and your faithfulness. And Cathedral of Faith is gonna be a place where the good news of Jesus is spread around the country. And Pastor Kurt, I would just like to say to you, there are also Cowboys fans here. Now don't get ugly, don't get mean on me here. But what a joy to be here, particularly on Mother's Day. And I, I brought a picture of my lovely mum. I think you can see that up on the screen. And there she is, just precious. I was born on the west coast of Scotland. That's why I have a funny accent. And raised by a single mum, my dad um, died by suicide when I was five. And my mum was 33, and she never remarried, but she dedicated her life to honoring the Lord and raising us. And I just want to say, I know that Mother's Day can be hard for a lot of people. You know, I think of the, those of you who've wanted to be pregnant and that's just not something that has happened in your life. I think, I always think on Mother's Day of those who have lost a child. I can't imagine. Barry and I got pregnant one more time after our son and, and miscarried that little one. And I can't wait to meet that little one in heaven. But my thoughts are with those of you who that's true of you. And I also think of those of you who are so brave that you gave up your child for adoption. You know, perhaps you were in a situation when you got pregnant and you weren't able to raise a child, but you chose life and you chose destiny for that child. And I just want you to know, I often think some days are hard for people. Father's Day might be a day that's hard, but I always go back to Psalm 34 where David is in one of the worst places of his life. In fact, sometimes if you look at Psalms, they'll give you a little introduction to what was going on in the life of the psalmist when he wrote it. And if you look at Psalm 34, it says, um, David wrote this at a time when he pretended to be insane. And I'm thinking, I'm not sure that would be my first thought. You know, when I've just been checked into psych hospital, I think I'll write a psalm. But he did. And what he said is, those who look to the Lord for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will touch their faces. And it goes on to say, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted 
and saves those who are crushed in spirit. That's who our Lord is. It's just simply beautiful. I was thinking about today's message, and my mom went home to be with Jesus seven years ago, but there's three things that my mom invested in my life that continue, continue to this very day to have an impact on how I live every single day, and I, I brought pictures of them. The first one is, oh no, first of all, I forgot I was going to show you a picture of our son. We have one son, his name is Christian, and he, there he is. I know, I totally get it. Yeah, I know. He is 26 years old. Um, he's not dating, but so we're taking numbers. Um, but he's studying to be a clinical psychologist. I think he's trying to understand his parents. So the Lord be with you in that venture. But he is just, it's just what a privilege it is to be a mom. I mean, it's just, I was 40 when I had him, which if you can do math, you've just worked out that I'm 66. Yes. My husband always says to me, you shouldn't tell people how old you are. And I'm thinking, I won every one of these years. I lived every one of these years. And I want people to know that God has been faithful for 66 years and will continue. <laughs> but the first thing I wanted to show you that my mom left for me, it's the Bible she had when she was um, just a little girl. She was given this in 1942 when she was 12 years old. She was given it because she won the first prize in a flower pressing competition. And inside the pages of one of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 23, the shepherding Psalm, there's a little Scottish bluebell that's been pressed in there. And sometimes I think you can still smell the fragrance because I can certainly still smell the fragrance of my mother's life. The thing that I loved most was on the back page of this Bible written in her 12-year-old handwriting in pencil, she wrote this, um, grace is undeserved favor. It is love stooping. You know, I think of the number of people in our world and different religions who are asked to give their lives for the people they serve. We are the only ones where our leader gave his life for us. That is what it looks like, what grace, and honestly, I don't think we ever fully understand grace until we think we deserve it the least. When I gave my life to Christ, I was a very broken girl in many ways. You know, I was, my dad tried to take my life before he took his own, and it just left me with this huge weight of shame. Because I think I thought if, because I was a daddy's girl, my dad was my hero, and I thought, if your own father, who once loved you, could seem to hate you, there's got to be something really wrong with you. I think if you'd been able to get to the very foundation stone of my, of the, my soul, you would have found the writing, I'm too broken to be loved. And it's so interesting that in God's economy, have you ever noticed that God's timing is perfect? It's usually not our timing. But I struggled with shame for so many years, even through years of ministry, even through years of co-hosting a program called the 700 Club. And when I turned 34, exactly the same age as my dad, I ended up in a psychiatric hospital, diagnosed with severe clinical depression and post-traumatic stress disorder. But I discovered one of the greatest truths of the kingdom of God is that sometimes God will take you to a prison to set you free. It's who he is. The very thing you dreaded, the thing of your nightmares, because what I didn't understand that first night, and I was there for a month, I didn't understand that the Lamb of God had checked himself in with me. There is no hole too deep that the love of God cannot find you. There's no night too dark. There's no place where you've gone too far where the love of God cannot find you. He is just such a faithful, redeeming, beautiful God. In fact, on that very first night in the hospital, I wrote in the back of my Bible, just like my mom had done when she was just a wee girl, I wrote, I never knew you lived so close to the floor. So used to worshiping God in his majesty, as we should. But I want you to know, and for those of you watching at home or outside, if your heart feels broken, 
if you feel as if you're just face down on the floor, the wonderful news is the Lord is close to you. That's not when he walks away. It's when he moves in closer. I saw a powerful example of that kind of grace and the love that goes after us, the love that reaches down. When I was um, living in Virginia Beach, and I was co-host of the 700 Club. And the good news for me at that point was, I was used to flying out every weekend and doing concerts or speaking. But now that I was kind of settled, I was able to have a dog. And I love dogs. How many dog people do we have? My people. How many cat people? Bless your heart. No, <laughs> we love cats. My son has two of the most beautiful cats on the planet. So we are a kind of... We, are, we love them all, all the, all the family, all the furry things we love. But I had this beautiful little white dog, a West Highland white terrier called Charlie. And his favorite thing was this beat up old tennis ball. I used to try and get my new one and slip it in and hope he didn't notice, but he, had, he would, no, no, no. He would search till he found his stinky old ball. And one day we're in the park, it just stopped raining, and I'm throwing a ball for him, and he's running after it and catching it and bringing it back. But then I threw it a wee bit too far, and the ball rolled out of the park and across the road. And Charlie, all he can see is his ball. I'm calling his name, but he doesn't stop. He just keeps running. And I watched. I mean, I'm running as fast as I can, and I watch as the ball goes all the way across the road and then disappears into a storm drain. And I watch my precious little white dog chase it and disappear into the storm drain. I was desperate. I broke every fingernail trying to get that metal plate up to be able to see where my dog was. And I couldn't, so I knocked on my neighbor's doors and one gentleman came out and I, I told him what was happening. So he and his teenage son came to where Charlie was. And he had a crowbar and he was able to get the metal plate off. And we looked and we could see my darling little dog was about six feet down on a ledge. And I knew if Charlie slipped, he was gone. So I said to the man, I don't know what to do. And he said, I know what to do. He said, my, t my son is tall and he's skinny. <laughs> he said, I'm gonna hold his ankles and I am gonna lower him down to get your dog. That boy is now in my will. <laughs> so that's what they did. I, he held onto his ankles, and I said to him, listen, when you get to him, hold on and don't let go. Even if he yelps or barks or tries to scratch or bite you, just grab a hold of him and don't let go. And this darling boy went down and grabbed hold of my precious little dog and brought him back to me, and it made me think about a moment in eternity that impacts every single one of us. When the father says to his son, I'm going to lure you down into the darkness, and when you get to them, grab hold and don't let go even if they walk away, even if they reject you, even if they slap you, even if they spit on you, grab hold of them and don't let go. And Jesus said, yes, Lord. And that's what he did. That is grace. Grace is the love of God stooping down to pick you and I up. And some of you think, well, I've gone a lot deeper than six feet down. I'm way further down. It doesn't matter. The love of God can reach you wherever you are and grab hold of you. And all you have to do is hold on to the goodness of God. So I love, I love that Bible. I love that reminder that grace is not something we deserve. It's love stooping down to us. And I think we do understand it the most when we think we deserve it the least. When we've messed up again, when we've done the things we said, well, I'll never do that again, Lord. And then you find yourself in that place. And you know what the enemy would love to say to you? You've blown it. 
you've gone too far this time. That's why I love the book of Romans, and I love Romans chapter 8, because it begins with no condemnation, and it ends with no separation. If you are in Christ, there is no, when you feel condemned, just know that's not Jesus. That is not Jesus. That's the enemy. Now, the Spirit brings conviction, which is different. Conviction invites you into His presence. Condemnation pushes you away. So recognize who that is from and reject it in Jesus' name. Because when He paid the price on the cross for you, He said, Bill paid in full. I don't need to know anything you've done because I know what Jesus did. It's a finished work on the cross. It's awesome. So I love my mom's Bible, but I also have the pearls that she wore on her wedding day. You know, they're in a little kind of, the box is kind of beat up now. It's from the only little jewelry shop that we had in our little fishing town in Scotland. And I'm so glad to have my mom's pearls because I have a photo of her on her wedding day with those pearls on. But the more I studied about pearls, the more I studied about, because I think in everything God is speaking to us. You know, my daily prayer every single day without fail, I did it this morning when I woke up. God, today, give me eyes to see what I'm going to miss apart from you. And give me ears to hear behind what somebody is saying to what's actually going on in their life. But there's a secret of the kingdom of God that is wrapped up in a pearl. A pearl is formed when a grain of sand gets into an oyster and irritates the flesh. It's an irritation. So the oyster will coat that with calcium, with saliva, and it can take about three years for a perfect pearl to be formed. So when you think about that, a pearl is simply a victory over tribulation. And I believe that you and I are invited to be victorious in the midst of tribulation. See, I watched my mom make pearls all her life. Whenever an irritation would come in, and honestly, if you've been alive more than 10 minutes, you know that life is irritating. People are annoying. Just drive on the freeway and you'll discover people can be annoying. So there's all sorts of irritations that are going to come into your life, maybe even today, you know, tomorrow, back at work, back at school, whatever. And we, but we have a choice. We can either allow those things to irritate us or we can coat them with prayer and worship. We can spend the rest of our lives making pearls. I, Will Graham, who is um, Billy Graham's grandson, he and his wife Kendra, they have beautiful children. One of them has a, quite a significant learning disability. She's much slower at learning things. It can take her, gosh, two hours to do homework that would take the rest of them, you know, 15 minutes. But they'd watched a documentary one evening on the Discovery Channel on how pearls are made. And they were fascinated by this. And a few days later, um, Kendra was in the kitchen getting supper ready, and her daughter was sitting at the dining room table trying to finish her homework, and she just couldn't get it. And eventually she picked up her pencil and just threw it against the wall. And her mom said, listen, darling, just give me two minutes, and I'll come through and I'll help you finish your homework. And this eight-year-old girl called back to the kitchen, it's okay, mom. I'm just making pearls in here. Do you know that we could do that? And nobody, nobody gets to know. Outside of the kingdom of God, they don't know that, but they'll wonder why you didn't get irritated when everybody else got irritated. See, I watched my mom do that. My father was very violent before he died. And I know that my mom had so much that came into her life. My mom had raven black hair, like country singer black hair, Elvira black hair. You know, she had really black hair. Her hair turned white almost overnight. But I watched my mom coat every intrusion, 
every irritation, every heartache, every hardship. She coated it in prayer and worship. In fact, I remember one day my brother had done one of those things that boys do where they just scoot up in height overnight. And he needed new long pants for school, but my mom lived on a very restricted budget. We were the poor kids in school. We were the ones who had free school meals and free school uniform. And so she didn't have enough money. So she said, never mind, let's go and talk to Jesus about it. So we sat by the fire and my mom said, we're gonna ask the Lord for long pants for your brother. And I remember thinking, does he keep long pants in heaven? <laughs> Maybe angels wear long pants. But my mom simply prayed and thanked God for his faithfulness through every moment of our life up until that point, shared our need, and thanked him in advance for his provision. A couple days later, one of my mom's friends was over for coffee, and when she left, she left this brown paper package on her chair. And my mom opened it, and inside were three pairs of long pants, the perfect size for my brother. And I said to my mom, did you tell Aunt Margaret that we needed long pants? She smiled at me and she said, no, darling, don't you remember we told Jesus? Girls, guys, we can spend the rest of our life making pearls. And let me tell you something interesting that I read. It's in the book of Revelation, and it's one of my favorite chapters. It's Revelation chapter 21, and it's talking about, you know, this, the new Jerusalem. And this is what it says in Revelation 21, verse 21. And it's talking about the new Jerusalem, the 12 gates were made of pearls, each gate from a single pearl. Christ spent his entire life on this earth, coating everything in prayer and worship. And we get to do this too. It is a gift to those of us who belong to the kingdom of God. So remember, no matter how bad you feel, no matter how far away from the Lord you might feel, the love of God stoops down to pick us up. And you can make pearls for the rest of your life. The other thing, I won't show you the picture yet until I tell you why it means so much to me. So Barry and I were fast asleep. It's about three o'clock in the morning and the phone rings. Um, I hate when the phone rings in the middle of the night. I mean, nobody calls to tell you you won the lottery in the middle of the night. I mean, it's not good news usually. And it was my sister explaining that my mom had taken her last breath on earth and her first breath in the presence of the Lord. And even though I knew that my mom was with Jesus and I knew she was getting older, um, I don't think you're ever quite ready to say goodbye to your mom. And I got on a flight and I flew from Dallas to London and then up to Scotland and down to the little fishing village where my family still live. And it's interesting because when, when Barry's mom and dad died, southern weddings in America, I mean southern weddings, southern funerals in America are very different than what I'd experienced in Scotland. I mean, they go on for days. They have like a viewing and people will come and pay their respects and then Everybody who comes to your house brings a casserole. I have no idea why. Your mother's dead, here's more food. I don't get it, but that's just the way it goes in the South. Whereas in Scotland, once you die, you're dressed in a simple robe, put in a pine casket, which is sealed. But when I got home, I called the funeral parlor and I said, I know this is not normal, but do you think I could see my mom one last time? And I knew she wasn't there. I knew she was home. But they were so kind, they, they put my mom's casket in a little room and they unsealed it for me. And I walked in and I knelt down and I just said, well done, mom, well done. You had such a hard life, but you spent your whole life soaked to the skin in the grace of God, making pearls in the most difficult situations. When Frances and I, my sister, it was time for us to clear out my mom's room. She'd had Alzheimer's in the last two years of her life. And so our church did something that I thought was just fantastic. They bought a large home in our town 
And they had it converted to be able to take care of nine or ten of our senior members of church when they were no longer able to take care of themselves. So my mum was there with people that she'd known all her life. It was just, it was awesome. So we were cleaning out the room and my sister said, I know mum wanted me to have her gold watch and she wanted you to have her engagement ring. I said, yeah, I remember that. So in my mum's drawer by her bed, there was the gold watch, but no ring. And so I said, well, it's okay. I'll go ask the matron. She might know. So I went down to the matron's office and I said, hey, I'm Betty Walsh's daughter. Do you by any chance know where my mum's engagement ring is? And she said, hmm, there's a story there. And I said, oh, do tell. And she said, well, one evening, your mum was in the lounge with all the other residents and one of her friends, her son had been to visit her that day and had bought this huge box of milk chocolates, the finest kind of milk chocolates. And she said, your mom was eyeing them up for quite a while. And then she said, I'll swap you. <laughs> and the other woman said, this is a big box of chocolates. What are you gonna give me? And, the, and my mom said, my engagement ring. And the woman said, deal. So the matron said to me, listen, don't worry. I can get your mom's ring back. And I was like, no, if my mom enjoyed the chocolates, let that woman enjoy the ring. Because there was only one thing I wanted. It was this little picture that's hung above my mom's bed all my life. Two words, yes, Lord. Through the hardest days in her life, she put her head on the pillow every night under that, yes, Lord. She woke up every morning with that in her heart and on her lips. Yes, Lord. I remember um, saying to my mom when I was kind of a smart aleck teenager, you don't know what you're saying yes to. She said, no, but I know who I'm saying yes to. So I said to my sister, that's what I want to take home. And my sister said, Sheila, that's not worth anything. I was like, Francis, that's worth everything to me. Because that's, and so that's what I brought home. And that's what's hanging in our home now. Do you know how it would revolutionize our lives if we understood immediately when we mess up or when we fall or when we fail to expose ourselves to the grace of God? Do you know one of the greatest gifts you and I are given as believers is the gift of repentance? That's an old-fashioned word, but I have to tell you, I never feel more fully human than when I repent. And I would love to say that was something I used to do 40 years ago. No, it's something I still have to do. But I fall to my knees, and I repent. And it simply means you stop going in the direction you're committed to go, and you turn around, and you follow Jesus. And then His grace fills every empty space. And then... I'm committed to making pearls until I see Jesus face to face. Every irritation, everything that comes in that bugs you and you think that's not fair. Fear doesn't live here, but Jesus does. And that changes everything. We want life to be fair, but fear doesn't live here, but Jesus does. And we get to make pearls. And then if we would wake up every day with those two words, burning in our hearts, it would change the way we live. I wanted to share with you my life verse. I, honestly, I would have it tattooed to me somewhere, but my husband's not keen. Acts chapter 20, verse 24 says this, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Let me read it one more time. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. I'm going to finish here with um, a 
song, it's a hymn that I grew up loving, but I had the privilege of recording it with the London Philharmonic Orchestra. It's just beautiful. And then after that, I would love if while I'm singing, that you would ask the Holy Spirit, you know, is there anything that you just need to let go of so you can fully embrace the grace of God? Is there anything in your life that's just an irritation, but you can commit to coat it with prayer and worship? And could you live every day? Does it mean you'll get it right every day? Nope, that's where the grace of God comes in. But with that tattooed on your heart, yes, Lord. And then I'm gonna give you an opportunity to respond to that. This hymn is called how great thou art. Oh, 
indulge me for just two minutes if you wouldn't mind taking your seat because I just want to give anyone in here an opportunity to mark this day to mark this day as a day when you finally began to grasp hold of the fact that the grace of God is freely given that you would determine that from now on no matter what hits your life from either side that you would coat that irritation, that trial, that trouble with prayer and worship, that we would spend the rest of our life making pearls to cast at Jesus' feet. And every day, with our hearts full of joy and passion for the one who was willing to be lured into the darkness to grab hold of you and me, that as Jesus said to the Father, we would say to him every day, yes, Lord. If that's your prayer today, would you simply stand where you are? Because I would love to pray for you. Wherever you're watching at home, just stand where you are. Or if you're watching from outside, the Lord sees you. Here we are, Father. Here we are. Your beloved children the ones you loved so much that, Father, you were willing to lure Jesus down into the darkness. And Jesus, you said yes to going, to grabbing hold of us. So, Lord, we just want to say in response, we're going to grab hold of you. Thank you for the grace that is freely given. Thank you for this secret of the kingdom that we can coat every trial, every tribulation in prayer and worship and we can make pearls in your sight. And Lord, by your grace, we say that from this day, that will be our heart cry. Yes, Lord. And all God's children repeated these two words with me. Yes, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. Oh, yes, Lord. Say that with me. Yes, Lord. Say it one more time. Yes, Lord. Would you let Sheila know how much you appreciate her being with us? Sheila and Barry... Thank you so much for coming out and being with us. What a powerful word. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Well, if you need prayer right after service, our team will be down here to pray with you and pray for you. Don't forget next weekend, International Weekend. Hope to see you at the concert Tuesday night. It's going to be a blast. And we've got so many special moms who are part of the Cathedral family. And I want to give these to somebody. It's a young lady right back here in this row. Can you pass those down to that young lady right there in the purple and white dress? Happy Mother's Day, Inez. We love you. We love you. We love you. Oh, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And may you know that God is with you and God is for you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray this. All God's people said, amen. God bless you as you go. Have an awesome day.